Good morning, everybody. What's going on? This is Brendan with Evoke Bike. Monday, start of the week. Hope you're feeling amazing. Hope you had a great weekend. I'm about to post a video today about who should ride Sweet Spot, and I also talk about who shouldn't. And this sparked from a question from an athlete that used to ride a lot of Sweet Spot, and he was thinking that when he would stop doing that, he would he would lose those diesel gains. And I go into this in the podcast, but there are a few things that I wanted to clarify also. I'm going to put the link to this podcast in the video so that people can listen to it. Um, a couple, couple things. So number one, sweet spot is good for the new cyclist that might not be able to mentally push threshold watts when they've progressed to starting to do intervals. Constant pressure on the pedals is not the easiest thing for the newest cyclist. If you've been training for a year, two years, you might have even forgotten what that's like. But going out, especially if you're not on a trainer and pedaling consistently is not a high point for the new cyclist. So as they're getting used to that, you know, they should go through and do some tempo to sweet spot to threshold. But this is something that they should graduate from relatively quickly in maybe just a couple months. But I just think that if people go online, they hear about threshold intervals, they can't do them. (laughs) Those are hard to do, especially outside. So don't be frustrated if you're new. But if you're not new, I don't think you should be doing them. Putting out sweet spot efforts is good for burning kilojoules. It's good for feeling like you worked out, but all you're doing is really tolerating lactate and you're riding a little bit harder than what the optimal amount for clearing lactate is. So you're not even creating enough to then clear it, you're like right in the middle there. Like you are creating lactate, but you should be doing an over-under if you actually wanna create lactate and clear it. That's what your FTP is at some point when you look at it, right? Like how much lactate do you create versus how much can you clear when that equation gets out of whack, that's when you can't ride at threshold anymore. So, but okay, so then it's like, well, hey, Brennan, why not ride sweet spot? I can do those efforts for a really long time. For most bike racers that are listening to this podcast, that's not really event specific. You know, you listen to the podcast with Grant Coons. He said, hey, if you need to ride the front for a teammate and you're in a huge stage race and your guys in the yellow jersey, you're riding on the front for half an hour. Yeah, sweet spike might help. That being said, I still think threshold would be better because if you're really pinning it and, and chasing someone down, sweet spot ain't going to cut it. Okay, now... Who is Sweet Spot good for? I think a couple athletes that I've recently talked to, we actually were like, hey, maybe some low threshold work would be good, not as the main workout of the week, but to add on the weekend. So instead of doing like a race sim or a race, number one, athletes who do these European Grand Fondos and they have nothing but climbs, you're not going to be able to threshold, you know, three hours of climbing. At some point, it's going to be low threshold. It's going to be high tempo. So that's a good person to do it. But what is that for that rider? That's just a race sim. Like you should be climbing big mountains if you're going to go just climb big mountains. Number two, had an athlete go to Leadville. And while he did a lot of big rides, long rides, um, some with altitude up there, you know, you're, you're definitely not climbing threshold the whole time. You're going to be between 
you know, nine to 12,000 feet, if you don't normally live and train there, doing some super long days of sweet spot is going to have you ready to do tons of long tempo. So I think someone going to altitude, and I actually saw this as I was thinking of him as I was doing a couple rides after Masters Nationals in New Mexico when I rode up to Sandia's Point at about 10,000 feet, I want to say. And once I got above eight, it's hard to pedal. And I was pedaling more tempo than I was low threshold, even though I, was, I wasn't hammering it, but I was definitely like, oh, this would be really hard to maintain. I don't think I could. So those are two people, the person that's going to do a Grand Fondo and just climbing all day. Now, that being said, remember, that is not the main workout. That is uh, an add-on to a weekend ride once in a while. So you're mentally prepared for that. You still need to be doing the over-unders. Go watch the video today. You need to be doing the VO2 max. Um, The other thing is I put in there, it's a chart from... It's from uh, Frank and Andy back when they started inventing the term sweet spot. And I pull it off the internet. I don't think it's a specific fast cat one. I'm not knocking fast cat. It's just the chart that everybody uses. I am knocking that sweet spot is labeled as this panacea that's going to do everything. I talk about this in the video. And that if you do sweet spot, it's going to cure all your woes. And guess what? You only need an hour and a half to do it. Isn't that amazing? The- <laughs> Endurance sports preach, there's no shortcuts. Now, also, I'm not, I don't hate sweet spot. I just hate the overprescription of it and the fact that people say, hey, it's going to make you the fast, it's going to get you ready for race season. I cannot tell you the number of emails that I get of people that are disappointed that they're not ready for race season because of that. It You, you do feel like you're working out. If I go out and ride at 93 to, eight, let's say, even a bigger sweet spot zone, 87 to 95%, I feel like I'm working hard. You are working hard. You're just not attacking the physiology as much. You can change your body in much more effective ways for your events, whether you're doing a bike race or you're trying to do a Grand Fondo. Now, for the first athlete that I said, the Grand Fondo rider doing Sweet Spot, you're not going to win. You're just going to ride the Fondo. And that's totally cool. I'm not knocking that either. But I just want, I just don't think there's a clear enough message And I made the comment about people selling plans for $49.99. I have no problem with that. People can do whatever they want. And there are some coaches that will sit there and tell you, hey, man, I've had coaches tell me this. Brendan, people just want a piece of paper with workouts in front of them. And that's cool, but you can find that on the internet. I don't need to take your $49.99. And now I'm not a martyr. This is a business. And someone's going to be like, you're dumb, dude. I mean, do the math. If I have a quarter of a million people come to our blog, which we do, and I can convert 1% of that and charge them $49.99, do the math. That's not chump change. But I'm in this, this is a marathon game for me. Evoke is not even three years old. And I want to look back, you know, I would rather someone spend 20 bucks when we have limited edition, the duck shirt coming out to show that you're in the discord, that you're in the community. There's going to be I don't know, who knows? There might be an animal every year and you're going to look back in 10 years and be like, damn, I had the duck one. That it's. We're going to look back at this community. There's already 140 people in the Discord and the chats. I'm already learning a ton of stuff, which is amazing. I just love the camaraderie. And someone messaged me and said, dude, this is such an awesome community you have. And I said that we have. This is not mine. This is, I might run evoke bike. 
That's not the point of this. And yeah, do I want to take 250K times 1% times 49.99? Yeah, I'm here to make money too, but I want to do it in the right way. And I want people to feel really good about it as opposed to getting my plan and then emailing someone else being like, hey man, I got that stupid evoke plan. I just got dropped. You know, time is money. You don't have that much time. And there's an opportunity cost to every workout that you choose to do. So if you are new and you ride sweet spot, yes, you will get faster. I talk about this in the video, but you can get even faster. Now, if you're well-trained, had a different guy that he had some issues. He's actually not with Evoke anymore. Um, Just personal things, but he was a huge sweet spotter. And like when he started doing VO2 max work, within the second workout, he's like, dude, I've now already realized what I've been missing. Like I've not been training this hard. This is why the races are so hard. So not knocking anybody, just having a conversation. I just want the message of sweet spot to be more clearly directed at who I, and and again, this is who I think should ride it. Maybe someone thinks pro should ride sweet spot a lot. I highly disagree. It's way too, and then it's not hard enough, but it's way too hard. Your glycolytic rate is increasing. You're using more carbs than you want to. I'm going to have a huge, I'm going to have a really good, po- <laughs> way to pat yourself on the back, Brennan. You're going to have a really good post. I think it's going to be a really good post coming up probably in about a month. I need to put this all together. Um, it actually stems from a study that Tom and I have been talking about when I look back at my season and I plan next season, but also that incorporates Steven Seiler's work. And while I'm not a huge fan of that guy because of how I think he marketed polarized training, I do think I've, I have a blog about the things I do like about that. Um, the American cyclist rides too hard too often. And I've always thought I've been so aerobic and Tom really opened my eyes like, dude, <laughs> you're still an American cyclist. And I'm like, what? I, I ride so e- I ride so much endurance. He's like, yeah, but you ride it too hard. So Florida, when I get to Florida, I've committed I'm going to go in a different way and there was actually an athlete i won't say who it was but you guys probably know him and he was like dude you're turning into like a euro coach like you are your the way you talk about things on your podcast has changed because i and i've watched your results i'm excited to see what happens next year for you so that felt good to hear and i'm super pumped to see what happens but check out the video today make sure you're in the discord and tell a friend we're really We're still so tiny and we're just trying to grow this and maybe we're tiny because we're not doing it right. But I I don't, I don't think so. I think people dig the community vibe. So if you do invite your friend, get them on the discord and explore discord. There's so many crazy channels. I'm like, it's back in like the prodigy internet days. There's like chat rooms. I'm like, dude, there's so many interesting people out there. Have a great day. Let's get it.